0: This is Starting From Zero.
1: You can literally spend, you know, weeks, months, sometimes even years crafting a project or a single. Just starting with what you got. Because we all got something. Everybody's been blessed with some type of talent. I started rapping when I was 14. And, uh, you know, it's to impress a boy. (laughs) feel like what gave me my confidence is just like stepping up because nobody else would I've learned
2: I think, to be
0: more patient and stay
2: focused hello nice <laughs> there's man you're looking for
0: okay Anus. okay <laughs> uh, I love and Richie as I told the previous guests. um so welcome. Thank you. Madam Love, I Thank call you. her Madam Love. <laughs> Miss Kayla Love. And um, just a, a brief uh, plug. She has a new single call coming on on October 23rd called Halftime. Yes. And uh, it was nice just seeing you just pop out of social media all of a sudden. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm still here. Yeah, she said, hey, guys, <laughs> she's still relevant always. Even before. I think the first time obviously you probably know where especially your life so the first time i saw you was like at legionnaire and mm. i think um remind me it was like this like all-female um show yeah with breathless yeah, breathless, yes. and stuff like that uh-huh. And i think you had like specs on and you were like you were like killing it on the stage ah. and i was like i think i remember <laughs> yeah 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 i remember one of my good friends she invited me to there i was like yo she was like yo you need to check out these ladies and this lineup and you're just like
1: Man, that was such a special show. Fire,
0: fire. Was it 2016, 2017? I can't Man, remember. I performed
1: at Legionnaire a few times, so it's hard yeah. to kind of distinguish them, but I remember that was the uh, the all-women lineup. Um, it was part of a series. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the series because it was discontinued, but uh, I know that that was a dope show. Like, I made a, uh, several connections from that particular really? show, and I yeah. didn't even realize that was the first time you ever saw me perform.
0: That was, that was like, the first time and I think maybe that's when your first album Taste of Love was kind of coming a little bit after that yeah it probably was so
1: that was, so was 20 2017
0: 17. is Taste yeah, of something Love something like that yeah. so a little bit before that's what I was thinking like maybe it yeah. was like 2016 and 2017 And uh, since when I was just like, yo, you know, it also reminded me of, like, how fortunate, like, this community is, especially in terms of artists. Mm. We're not even talking about SoCal or whatever. We're just talking about here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: area is, like, there's such deep history in terms Mm. of, like, music production.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, I was just like, and when I just find out, like, how few of my friends know this and, like you go into their fucking library. I'm like, why isn't this shit out? And mm-hmm. like, oh, it's timing. You know, I just did it. I was like, why are you just talking like that? Like you just did it. It's like, just put it out there. I, I know.
1: It's a <laughs> but lot. You know it's what? You know lot, what? I yeah. know, but it's
0: a lot. That's why, I, that's one of the reasons like why I, I love you t- to be here because it's, it's so much work. It's so, it's like, it's you know, like your mind. And so, and that's one of the reasons like, I was like, um, the thing with me when it comes to music, production captures me. Mm-hmm. Than his lyrics.
1: Some people that's, are different, but honestly, I feel you're, you're in the
0: majority, though. Okay. I feel Like and, a and lot of times, high. people yeah.
1: they care about the production first. They care about the the melody second of Thank the vocal you. melody, yep. and then they care about the lyrics last. Yes. A, yeah. A, yeah. A, I, a and and look,
0: because you also are good in both, because you're a very good MC. Thank you. But I like I, I tell people I was like um, I even told like love love folks that are like also like musicians. I was like I I don't know, but I think there was uh, this MC like I met at the lake, and he was just talking about, "Hey Adora, what do you think about music right now?" This was I think this was last year, and he's like, "What do you think I should do?" I was like, "Man, you the I'm the least person that I should talk to, but I can tell from a consumer's perspective, I feel production is always always gonna hit you mm-hmm. first, right?" So in terms of what type of message you're putting out there, you want to be the conscious person or whatever. Fine, put it out there. But if you want to for sure be like continuously relevant, you better have fucking good production,
2: oh, right? It's so Metro much harder,
0: Booming than was what twenty one, twenty two mm-hmm. on fucking SoundCloud, and he like and. His Beats are crazy, no offense to future, he's not a good MC, but he knows he production. knows that he knows the production part of it. That's why all those, like, you know, common songs like just, just keep on booming. So, I told the guy, I was like, Look, man, the thing with me is, like, I'm a very production focused, that's why I want to, like. You know, like study the guitar, study what what those guys are doing behind, right? Because that is what carries on the artist,
1: absolutely.
2: You
0: know, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, g- good point." And I said, "Like, look, man, depending on how much you've written, that's when you gotta take yourself out of your own mind in mm-hmm. terms of like, what do I need to put out there? Is it am I putting? I, is that what I'm putting out there for me, or what I'm putting out there for for them? Right." So so that's why like just got me thinking of just like of the whole process is that that's why I do not judge at all. I was like, damn, (laughs) you have this much and you haven't put it out. I have a few friends like that. I was like, come
1: on. But that's what's so crazy about it, because you can literally spend, you know, weeks, months, sometimes even years crafting a project or a single. And then it gets in front of somebody and they listen to it for three seconds and don't like it. (laughs) you know and that's just the reality of the situation because there' music There's a constant flow of it there's mm-hmm. always music coming out and and so that's why music in today's world is only half of it it really does take that marketing strategy and and being able to yeah. let people know that it's out getting it in front of people getting ears to listen to it it's just I mean that's the part that has been so crazy for me and like it's like I've done it both ways, right? Like, at the beginning of this year, I released a single every week, like the Rust model, you Yo, know, for like the first 13 insane. singles, you know, with the the cover art. So that was like a, not like a Rush, but it was kind of like, there's no way if you're releasing music that frequently that you can do a whole push behind it. So it's just more like almost the fact, the, the model of releasing it every week is the promo, hmm. you know? And then this time I'm releasing Halftime, kind of like I did Love When You Feed Me, where there's like Congrats way more on of a this push. Spotlight. Thank you.
0: Spotify, um, what what do they the call editorial, that? Playlist. The editorial playlist, yeah, that I got.
1: Which is my goal for this song. And again. the video
0: was so freaking uh, fun. <laughs> that- it was just like because I know you were also goofy, goofy <laughs> as fuck. I was like, yes, you know, she she owned that. Yeah, that song was like
1: it. me as a rapper and me as a stand up comedian like merging into one track. You know, um, but I got like a lot of hatred for that track. Also, surprisingly, what? yeah, just like um, male audience or audience oh, the all the audiences because uh, and I didn't even plan for this to happen but the same week that I released the Love When You Feed Me song and music video there was this article that came out on like Worldstar and a bunch of these other outlets or I don't even know if it was Worldstar Are it was being talked about serious? where it was talking about how like one in three women had admitted to going on um, foodie call dates where they just go out just to get a free meal
0: yeah and like,
1: <laughs> and in the fucking club to get
2: free drinks
1: <laughs> yeah do it like that's not even like the place that I was coming from Because when I wrote this song. No, but that was not the place you're coming from. But it was like, but even in the comments of those articles, there was just so much like guys like, well, if she don't give it up, I'm taking my meal back. And I'm like, I don't need a refund and all types of stuff. But and the thing about it is, is I wrote that song intentionally. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, like I'm using him. I got his car or anything. I was like, this is a song of gratitude. Like, thank you for feeding me. Thank you you for for sustaining my life another day. You know, like, I love it when you feed me that shit like makes my world go round you know what I'm saying like I appreciate you sustaining me you know and that's where I was coming from so it was just interesting to just like see kind of the, um, the flack that I got from it of some people just hating and then and also what's amazing to me is just the fact that I was talking about food so many people were body shaming me calling me fat or like oh I see that you eat oh, a lot and all this stuff which God. doesn't happen on any of my other videos but somehow because of the context of love when you feed me it's like oh you're a fat girl like it was just crazy
0: (laughs) the internet please do not read your comments no i i I had it left i had the
1: the comments on and i didn't realize it and then the song was getting a lot of um like traction and so i was waking up and i had like notifications for comments so i saw them so i turned i turned it off now but that shit was like damn like what the fuck are like, you serious i'm serious i posted on my my facebook about it like hey could somebody like go leave some positivity because right now like this is kind of brutal you know and i had a notice. bunch of friends did really after
0: on facebook Holy yeah shit. yeah
1: a bunch of my friends ended up coming and, and started kind of like clapping back in the comments and just like nah. putting some positive messages and stuff but it was it was really interesting just to see how that song was received because but you yeah. know why
0: but mm-hmm. here's the thing it's also good to release that song because Mm -hmm. you also released those, those people's sense of insecurity in themselves, but they're Mm -hmm. kind of like, for some weird reason, those projected in on you. And like, like, you know, daylight, right? I'm sorry.
1: Daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Daylight is dope. She's my homegirl. She's an amazing MC and the, she was working in construction and she told me how she would play that song on like the lunch break. Cause it's mainly she's working with all men and that she would kind of do it just to make them uncomfortable. Cause they'll just get mad uncomfortable hearing that song. <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my first impression, I was like, she's fucking awesome. I'm laughing. If I obviously, if my usual, if, with any of my usual significant other, I love feeding them. It's like yes, there's a sense of gratitude. You're a real You're like, one. It's like <laughs> yo, it's like this is fucking funny, and you be like yo, this is like nice sense of this. That's what I thought of it. I didn't think of it like oh my god, oh, this bitch she's trying just- <laughs> to
1: get free meals.
0: <laughs> but that's but that's one of the problems in social media, and I kind of want to. Um, um, also coined that in terms of uh, your social media break mm. and like taking taking some time out of it. And obviously, social media being that also the incoming revenue and uh, right. the fear you felt by by it. Um, but before we go into that, like um, man, like even when you you spoke about a little bit few of your beginnings uh, at times, like even, I think like so your shows, like you mentioned, I was like, yeah, there's definitely more to her than me the eye she's putting pen to paper mm. so in that case of uh what does starting from zero mean to you
1: hmm. like when i was starting from zero yeah in my like it, it
0: doesn't have to be music just like in mm. general if you say like starting from zero is like what is that first memory that just hits you in the head like holy shit like all right okay got it universe (laughs) i mean
1: starting from zero is just starting with what you got because we all got something everybody's Mm -hmm. been blessed with some type of talent some skill something that makes Mm -hmm. them unique so starting with zero is like identifying what those aspects are and really tapping into those and growing those and adding on some you know complementary skills and whatnot and for me you know uh i started rapping when i was 14 and uh you know, it was to impress a boy. <laughs> and and that was, I guess, maybe yeah. starting from zero because it was very innocent. It was not really like I was thinking of making a career. But then I would start, you know, seeing him rap and I would come around and I felt like, you know, I could do this better. But there was also the stigma around, uh, I guess, like female rappers. So <laughs> I never even called myself a, a rapper because I, I felt Interesting. like, yeah, for, for the longest time, I was a spoken word poet. And uh, but then. Basically, I would read back my poems even now, and I will read them back. And I'm like, these are all formatted as raps. Like, they're all rhythmically written, even though I didn't even realize that that was what I was doing at the time.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Okay. You're like, wow. And I all of a sudden you like, wait a minute, this is a bar. What the hell? Yeah, it like, was like,
1: basically, like, I am a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. the spoken artists are like, word artists are like, nah, like, this is different. You know, it's a different art form. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, it just makes you just think back to those, uh, uh, those, Female rappers in the beginning, in terms of like industry and media, how they had to present themselves, but like, no, thanks for reminding me of that reminder of just like even how chauvinistic, unfortunately,
2: mm-hmm.
0: rap can be. A lot, love, I tell a lot of guys like they tend to, to not. yeah to you know it's very easy for a lot of guys to not to not remember that and to see female rappers up there is is still something that is very fresh and still unique in 2020 can Mm -hmm. you believe it um because there's just not as much and if you're well known as a female rapper like you gotta stand above like a lot of other but with men obviously it's like
1: Well you know is, it's interesting because numbers. When I was at Cal, I taught this class called Tupac, The Evolution of Hip Hop and How to Rap. And uh I had a class that was dedicated to just like female MCs, women Mm. in rap and i had cmg of the conscious daughters actually as a guest speaker she came in to talk about her experience being a a woman MC during the time that she was how she even dated tupac briefly Mm. you know spilling the gems and everything and and a really interesting point that i remember her talking about was that you know we had the golden era of uh, hip-hop right like the the uh, 70s right and that time she was like you would have a lot of female rappers you know you had your Roxanne Shante you -hmm. had your MC Light your Queen Latifah your salt and Peppa. like there was an abundance right and Mm -hmm. then even when we came to the hardcore what she called the hardcore era Mm the 90s with your Foxy Brown and your Little Kims right we had these MCs and then she was like but then we moved into this new era and it feels that there could only be really one queen of rap at a time like like, and that became more competitive whereas in the beginning she was like there was way more of an abundance of women rappers yeah Yeah. because she was like basically you had like your Iggy Azalea your Crayshon was popping at the time that she was speaking in my class and of course Nicki Minaj yeah you know and now it's Cardi but I think that right now we're having a resurgence where we're seeing a lot more women MCs and we're seeing a very diverse range of women MCs that I think has been unprecedented
0: yeah even uh, even um, definitely listening to oh my god why is her name Puerto Rican. Why is her name Dizzy Jenkins? No, is she
1: local or she's a
0: local Artemis Prime? No, but will, she, will she
1: change it to? Because when I think Puerto Rican from the local artist, that's my girl. I mean, that's a
0: lot. Okay, you know what? I when when she comes back, we'll to circle my head, back. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. But it's like. Of the real and i i and I agree with you, there's a resurgence, but in comparing comparison with with guys yeah it's not it's not that much of a of a of a constant rate of that because when people think of rap, they think of obviously like men in in general, and to be in that in that journey and going back to you in high school is like how was that's like why what what was that fear? So, so, so relevant with you of just like, okay, I'm just going to do poetry. I'm just going to write my mind down. I was like, what was that fear? I just enjoyed
1: from? it. But I guess yeah. here I could tell you about the fear like this. Like yeah. I, when I did my first rap battle, so... I did my first rap battle after my friend Max uh, Protocol, rest in peace. He was murdered two my weeks after his 21st birthday. Thank you. Mm. And he, I used to go watch him rap. He was the one who introduced me to this event called Tourette's Without Regrets in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And it's this variety show and they always end with a rap battle and I would watch him battle
0: there. Yeah, and, you like you know, I went there. Yeah, yeah I went there. Yeah, it was, it's it was, dope, it was, right? They, they have I mean, people with shows, they have, like there was like just, people just, like just everything. circus stuff. They got stuff, like, it was bur- like burlesque, yes, they have yeah. like crazy
1: circus acts. I've been to and, Balancing, yeah, and, it's fucking and then awesome. it always ends in that rap battle. Yeah. But I never felt like confident enough to battle because I felt that if a guy gets up there and he's whack, then that guy is just <laughs> whack. But I felt that if I got up there and I, you know, fumbled the ball, fumbled mm-hmm. my line, that it would reinforce all the negative stereotypes about women and how they can't rap. And so that really just held me back for a while. But after his death, it was like I didn't really have anything to lose. And it felt like almost a responsibility that I needed to challenge that feeling within me and to step up and so i battled like the october he had been killed in uh 2014 august of 2014 and i did my first battle i believe in october Mm. or a couple or like a couple months after that and i lost by one vote to the the um the former champion Mm. and then i came back and i won Mm. and i've won a couple since then but it was like you know, it led to a lot of great things, but I was just really afraid. Like, like, there's just so much more pressure. Like I'm representing an entire half of the human race yeah, up here versus just doing my
2: thing. I know.
0: Well, mm-hmm. but, but, man, I'm sorry. Going back to love you when you feed me like that. <laughs> why? I, th- this is just, you just taught me something. It doesn't matter what you post. People are always going to hate. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, they're just going to. Right. It's just a reflection of their insecurity but the more was more important what I love about you is like you're very fucking consistent thank you you're very I'll consistent i am be trying i am like, feeling
1: like I'm not as consistent uh, as I want to be yo <laughs> like what the
0: hell like okay you do like music Mondays to share like field knowledge and topic of music uh, Tuesday um, like the literature oh literature yeah it's one. the it's a, and that uh, wellness Wednesday mental mm-hmm. health and all these things like but you also not just being on the on the journey, the music for yourself, but you also, you also there to educate mm-hmm. people but at the same time, also educate yourself, right. That's, which is, which is so Hella awesome. And in terms of like the number of contents I see, I see some of the newsletters and few th- things like that, that like not a lot of people are consistent do that. Not a lot of, unfortunately, and you've probably seen it. There are not a lot of artists that have that business acumen at times, mm-hmm. but you also, teach yourself to like hey i need to know what are the ins and outs you know they're not always what it seems why is why is putting out uh (laughs) why is putting out an lp so hard you know Mm -hmm. for example it's like even though i have i seen your two albums like i'll I'll see I'll, i'll be like man how many how what's our backlog look like right now mm-hmm. what is our selection process it's it's so and and just the mixing and other things but that's what's so important and, and and especially you know a lot of people will see the end product they'll see your albums but they sometimes don't see the hours Mm-mm. you spent so that's why i love the fact that even through social media you also kind of showing them a snippet of like yo <laughs> this is not just magic <laughs> i work on this shit right. this is what that needs to happen a lot of people just want to see the end product a lot of people want to reach the destination but in the the important thing is like a lot of people don't usually see the the constant grind every right. day the mental <laughs> the mental toll like takes on you sometimes you know it's but mm-hmm. but that's that's what is like really important and we definitely need more artists like you out there of just like saying that hey you know what matters right now is consistency and saying and making sure that i hate saying like building building yourself as a brand i like saying just just like just you being yourself right your real fucking authentic self and just like just killing it so mm-hmm. like that's that's fucking awesome
2: thank you yeah
0: and um in terms of um starting zero and going back to that high school and uh and looking at Luribu and it's like oh wow this is rap like tell me about the next memory Th- tell me about what got like that wheel turning you know about like not focusing on that guy and just be like, Oh, yeah, I, I can do this shit, you know. Oh, man. Especially from fourteen and like and just life life happens and whatever like what knocked you down and still kept on going that kind of thing
1: oh man well I was going through so much at that time like I became homeless at 17 Mm. and I was sleeping in my car I was just like really just around trying to find Mm -hmm. you know shelter and um, I was going to an independent study school and I was working like 80 hours a week at all these different (laughs) jobs just like just trying to find a way and I mean my light at the end of the tunnel is that I have been accepted to UC Berkeley on a full scholarship and I'm the first in my family to ever go to college neither one of my parents even graduated from high school so Mm. uh, it was like you know, at least I got this going for me where I know I'm going to find, you know, a place and have some structure. Uh, but even that was a challenge because I didn't know anything about the college process and what it was like. Like, I didn't even get an orientation. I missed that. I didn't get the email. <laughs> I, I, so I literally showed up on the first day where it just says, like, classes start. Like, I'm here and I wasn't registered in any classes. Yo. I didn't know how to do a login to do <laughs> any of that stuff, you know? So it was like starting from zero all over again mm. in, in a different aspect in a new and environment and I was so focused on survival that I wasn't really involved uh, in my my college years for the first like three and a half years because I was working all the time and then um when uh it was my senior year my half of my junior year my senior year really that i started to get really involved and i became the president of the hip-hop club i became the director of the vagina monologues Mm. i was teaching the tupac class and so i was really kind of reinvigorating the campus with hip-hop and hip-hop events and community and it was dope because my role in the vagina monologues you know i was working with all these women and um they saw me doing my hip-hop thing, and so it made them more comfortable to come to the hip-hop club, which was historically dominated by males. Like, I was the only woman in the club. And then on the flip side, the guys that would see me leading in that position knew what I was doing with the Vagina monologue, so a lot of them actually ended up coming to see the show. You know, so it was like me being able to bridge these two different worlds, again, through art and performance. And I felt like that was
0: probably the highlight of of my college, you know? And that, And just that mm-hmm. constant grind and just like... Man, how awkward it was like going to those shows, and it's just like, "Oh man," I'm like, "What the? Who is this? Is she?" It, All like, the time, like, <laughs> yeah, because like,
1: yeah. I feel like I don't know, like, don't know. men will just not take. <laughs> you serious like oh okay you doing your little rap thing you know what I Man. mean or it's like that and then they'll just like oh oh yeah for sure we could we could lab like I got a studio and it's just like a mic in their closet or something like a that and then they'll
2: closet. just be like so
0: look look how basic my setup is and it's can, still can, can better you, it's still better <laughs> oh, the yeah. fact that it's still better that's laughable that's that
2: <laughs> you
1: know like just something where it's like you don't really do this you know what I mean like yeah. they'll just be trying to fuck you know, and just use that as like an inside way. So Mm -hmm. it just... You know, but the thing that's dope is that through this, I've really created great community and relationships with a lot of other women, uh, rappers in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I feel that really blossomed. And I was even talking about it today with my homegirl Sarah Arnold, uh, who does photos, and my homegirl Lil MC, who is another MC Mm -hmm. that in the Bay Area. We just came from her photo shoot, and we were talking about my poppy don't like video shoot because I had like thirty six women in that music video, and they're all like powerhouses in their own Mm -hmm. right, and a lot of them are artists themselves Mm. and it was like a music video but it was also like a networking event like a lot of the 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 friendships that were formed and the women that met each other at that video shoot are still friends today Mm. supporting each other on shows creating content together Mm. and um i mean that's like i'm i'm super grateful for that because it is you know, I mean, I got love for like male MCs too. Like, there's a bunch that I love that I feel great community with in the Bay. No, but GGO. it's important to build yeah. your
0: own your own tribe. Yeah, on the other side just, of the coin. So it's, yeah. it's really important because no, you. That's what I keep on we keep on saying is like it's not as much, in terms of the numbers game in this in that world is not as much, and the fact that you have this sort of reach, you're like, fuck yeah, is like I'm going to take advantage of like bringing out this talented talented beautiful women that like know how to to really make their own things so of course so that's how that's why it happens you know you you don't seem as a competitive person you're a collaborator as far Mm -hmm. as i can see so it's kind of like why do you want this beef? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's pointless. No, nah, cause I really feel build yeah. that
1: we have that there's enough for us all to win. Yeah. Like I don't see the next woman MC as my competition because our styles are so different. You mm-hmm. know, like we have our own brands and our own style and our own it's look and so aesthetic. Right and it's so open that I just feel like we can all get it. And I mean, the reason that I'm so passionate about, I guess, like sharing the knowledge is because I feel that I know so many talented MCs, especially women where the music is not the problem. They got great music. They just don't need the ears on it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I just... I mean I've taken a lot of time to you know go to all these conferences to sit in on all these webinars Mm -hmm. to take these online classes and and just to learn about this to to share it because it does take a lot of time and it's not something that everybody is willing to do but I think that if you are an artist that wants to make money with your music then it's an absolute necessity to understand some of these basic fundamentals because a lot of times you know we don't have the funds to just hire a business lawyer or a manager and even if we did nobody handled your business like you <laughs> you know <so laughs> much deeper words <laughs> said This <laughs> ending,
0: nobody handles your business better than you like and yeah i'm mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna see my whole fucking ledger like no, nah, <laughs> i'm gonna see that contract like mm-hmm. the details and,
1: and have to understand it yeah you, you know at least to it. an extent yeah, by yeah, yourself yeah, you yeah, know
0: exactly you know you don't need to in, in some sense be the subject matter expert but if you have some knowledge that for you to call out some bullshit like that's that's so so freaking important and the fact that you're building some knowledge and you're collaborating is so important and i just remembered that artist i was trying to figure out princess nokia
1: yes okay okay dope (laughs) i was
0: just like and like her beginnings and all that stuff and i was like whoa the fact that you like those are in terms of that previous topic of Artists, uh, female artists on the, on the rise in the MC world but um, when you talk I think we, when you talk a little bit about stand up I was like wait a minute I was like <laughs> hold on a second now she wants to do stand up I was just because I love watching stand comedy and um, I think that's um, I think maybe that's one of the reasons like you, you're down in LA because LA also has a very very big comedy scene mm-hmm. um, especially kind clubs up, out there so there's also a sense of like the similar grind for a stand up comedy and music artists. Obviously right. there's there's a little there's a little bit different. You know, with music artists like yeah, you can re- rehearse and close door, ball comedy, you gotta be out there. I, mean, <laughs> they I feel like to. comics, they rehearse more than you think. <laughs> yeah. You Because
1: know? they gotta get the like, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think yeah. that their Outline art their art like that. is that they make it seem just spontaneous Mm. and natural but it's like I think I watched Gabriel Iglesias is one of my favorite uh, comics like really talk about the process of like how he's really like in the mirror doing these jokes over and over to get it right even though when he comes out it just feels natural and Mm second hand to him but it takes a lot more practice than you think and the other thing is is that Oh, like, I mean, it's just so much more intimidating because at least you have like a backing track, right? (laughs) Comedy is you and the mic. It's
0: it's so You forget your
1: line, your (laughs) joke. I mean, that's one hell of a filler. You don't have nothing there. So like, you know, give you that buffer. I'm like, man, because I've done stand up comedy before. Shout out to Larry Dorsey, who gave me my first stand up set. Yeah. Um, At the AU Lounge in Oakland. Was it
0: like a five ten minute set?
1: Yeah, it was like a five and a half minute set, something like that, and... um, and I remember cause like one night I was going through it in this relationship and I like left the dude and then I went to AU lounge and I was like hyped up and I was like, I want to do it. And then he was all like, hold on. Like, it's not the same as rapping. Like, let's just take your time and stuff. So I, I was like, "All right, reason, I feel like I got it tonight, but you know what? I respect Larry a lot. So I was like, all right. you feel me? And, and I yeah. love AU Lounge, <laughs> And then, you know, he invited me back and like, I did my thing and he came up and he was hella surprised. He was all like, you got two applause breaks. Like, he was like that like never happens get. on like especially on a first time He's but you like,
0: know why because you already mm-hmm. established your own stage presence especially yeah i think that
1: that, that definitely that helps, helps you know <laughs> but
0: especially starting from a fresh, because that stage presence and that confidence you've already developed in some way but you also realizing when, like with stand-up is like yeah it's 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 a different it's also a different timing, different rhythm. So I'm, I'm also yeah. glad you, like you, you going, going into that because like, it's such in terms of like American art, like that is like, that art is like, is super American to the point that it is trans transcends behind, beyond the ocean. Yeah, Cause like, like Netflix
1: has a special where it's showing comedians from around the world. Yep. And yeah. every episode is and a all, different comedian. All the, from exactly. the world. Yeah, and, and I thought and all, and that's all their, amazing.
0: It's all that influence. And like, you know, seeing like obviously love stands. We, we, we see like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan. Like it's, it's, it's a fucking journey of like, it will take like they'll say like it'll take like ten years average for you to like really be really be up there. Mm-hmm. But that thing is the constant grind and the constant touring. And going back to music again. Um, I'm very curious uh, if if you're willing to share of like um, what led you for that break that you that you needed to go through yourself to learn different things, or was it reaching to a certain point that you're like. You were putting so much out there that Mm -hmm. you weren't like maybe you weren't taking care of yourself as much and you're like, Okay, let me let me step out like what, what was that what well, was that about I
1: know it's counterintuitive because mm-hmm. you think that when, when quarantine happened that oh like I'm about to just make hella music I got all the time now and I all thought, this stuff you know I thought but it's like the motivation wasn't there because I had been planning mm-hmm. several months for my birthday show and I had done it the last two years you were there yeah. the last year you know it was and so awesome. I was you. super excited to throw mm-hmm. it this time in Oakland I had been trying to get that venue for the last two years mm-hmm. I finally secured it I was about to release all this new material and all, yeah. you know I was really excited about it and like literally the shelter in place yep. was happening like right the there. week of yeah. like it was like the right at the beginning mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. you couldn't even we didn't know what was gonna happen right? no one
0: was going out they're like shut down everything yeah you so know? it was yeah. like I
1: had to cancel the show and that was just super discouraging for me like I need mm-hmm. to just do a complete pivot you know and the other thing about it is is that I'm a real introvert and it seems also counterintuitive (laughs) because I have such an extroverted personality and I do love interacting with people, Mm -hmm. but I also had like, I was damn near already in quarantine since January because I was preparing (laughs) for this show. You know what I mean? And that was like my big, like coming out the cocoon on my birthday. So it was like really not that much different from the lifestyle that I had been living, Mm -hmm. you know, the last few months before that. And it just like, it's being an introvert. It's like sometimes I do get anxious about posting or it's also Mm. like wanting to be a certain quality or like overthinking it or just feeling like, you know, you post and it feels like you just set off a bum and then you're like running away from it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how it feels sometimes where it's like, like, damn, am I in the right mindset to respond to comments? It almost can just feel like so overwhelming, you know, to just like pick up the phone or just, you know, (laughs) all of those things that you're supposed to be doing. And so it was just becoming really overwhelming for me. And I was just like, you know, I'm doing my thing kind of on my story still. Like I started thinking about some new series that I started like writing out and kind of creating content behind the scenes for. And then um, I just like started doing other, I guess, more of my introverted like Exploring mm-hmm. more, more of my introverted mm-hmm. talents like painting. You nice. know, I have like my asterieces. Yeah. I, know. I, I saw a
0: little bit. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. She's actually she's actually good. I yeah, was like, so yeah.
2: I,
1: I like did that. And then I started learning how to draw portraits and I drew mm-hmm. like a bunch of these portraits. And I didn't even realize that I could really draw so realistically. And that was really dope. And then I got the opportunity to uh to film a reality TV show. And so that's also one of the reasons that I was uh, out in LA. Okay. And so that was a really cool experience and that I got to learn about and then really just kind of honing down and just thinking about, well, what is it that I really wanna do you know mm. and um because yeah I was just I was super discouraged after uh, uh, like putting so much time yeah, and effort Eli into it was
0: so much work. Yeah it's so much it was work. like I was
1: quarantining yeah. just to do this and to bring people together and to show my new work and my new merch and then all of a sudden it's like shut down and it was kind of like I didn't get that like relief you know like when you work so hard and like you get the, the yeah. final like the results and I didn't get the results so it kind of just felt like well what's the fucking point like mm. I'm cool off of this right now you know um, but yeah and I mean it is a lot to kind of curate my own content sometimes because I am doing everything on my own all of the filming and all of the editing and all you know and then all of the stuff that I learn it's like I know the way that it's supposed to be done so I want it to be done that way like the right hashtags and the emojis and all that stuff you know like those the attention to detail Mm -hmm. that I feel really matters you know and um you know I just feel like Fuck it. i be losing Mm. followers no matter if I post, if I don't post. Thank you. So. Thank
0: you. I'm
1: going to be like my real ones is going to be here. And then I'm going to, you know, because the other thing is, is that I don't like to really come around unless I feel I have something of value. Like there's some friends that I don't even talk to until it's like I got an opportunity or I got some money coming my way. And then it will be like, (laughs) I hit them, you know, and I don't really talk to them in the Mm. meantime, because I feel like. You know, I don't really have anything of, of mm-hmm. value. It's like, like, but if I see an opportunity that could benefit them or I see something that that uh, knowledge that might be helpful in what they're doing, then I'll hit them up. And so I feel like it's the same way with my my social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I necessarily had anything of value to bring at that time. And when I do, that's when you're going to see me. I'm going to bring you something. I'm going to give you either new music or a new video or a conversational topic. But the other thing is, is I, it's like, I'm realizing some of the pieces of content that I maybe don't think are going to perform or is just like whatever are the pieces that resonate with other people the most. Like I started kind of doing these morning tweets and then mm-hmm. I'll like, you know, you've seen them where I'm uh, screenshotting it and putting it in my Instagram, Instagram story Instagram. and people have been really responding to those the like, morning, wow, yes. y- yeah, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, just saying, oh, I, I really needed that reminder. Like, you're so right. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's interesting because the other thing is, you know, you don't ever really know what's going to resonate with people. So maybe just, you know, not think. It's uh, it's so hard sometimes to just not mm. overthink it and just to put it out there, you know. And I, maybe I was just in a phase where I was uh, overthinking a lot.
0: And <laughs> um, I'm also a fellow overthinker. Hello, <laughs> overthinker. And um, but also the fact that man, quarantine, man thanks for answering that question in terms of the impact of quarantine but even has also done the opposite from what you've done of like even some people that I know um, that are really good in music and they're willing to push things out now and they're willing to grind more and it's kind of like yo it's no complaints now you gotta start producing shit like yeah, no you, it's you, like, got you gotta the start time making now. stuff you got the time now you home Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, so one of those things. But obviously, in your case, especially, I feel like in the in the way to it, taking that break from it, even though that you were discouraged, was also a very good thing for you to focus on other things. So that, um, I feel like consistency is good. Bless you. Thank you. Um, consistency is good, but you don't want to do things so do things so much it becomes a chore
1: exactly because at the end of the day exactly. creating music creating art creating content it that should be, be fun mm-hmm. and it was becoming to the point where like oh fuck like i gotta have this out by yeah. this time yeah. and, and then like and it's just too much and so like learning how, how to mm-hmm. uh, actually schedule that like okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna shoot my content here i'm gonna edit it exactly. on this day and like all that stuff is is part of the process that i've also been learning yeah. you know i've really just been taking that time to just learn hella shit like learning more about like publishing and royalties and the the business side of music the marketing aspect of music new strategies for releasing for promoting running ads like work and other other thing is is working with artists like i kind of organically started this um artist consulting business i was during quarantine. Say, I, I
0: feel like you should start your own production Um, company
1: Uh, yeah i mean right now
0: by by looking at it right now i think it'll probably that like a nice free form for production company and i love the fact that few artists that we know like like chance logic like all those few people are like you know like fuck it you know they they're like we just go and start our thing some even some people that start off very early they they start to decide like What the fuck? It's like I already have a good network of people. Might Mm -hmm. as well just start my own production company. So it's like I'm just hey, I'm just foreshadowing for you.
1: I'm like, (laughs) there's just so many things. There's so many things. But I mean, right now I'm working on a course, you know, and it's basically everything that I think that a artist should know. Like baseline knowledge in all of the different aspects, right? And so this is just to be well rounded because, like I said, nobody can handle your business like, like you. you. And there's just certain things That's that quote, I feel uh, that you should every artist should know, like how to register your music on a PRO, like how to f- pick your distributor and what the, a distributor is, um, hmm. the just like how to make money off of music, how your royalties, how to copyright your work. You know, these copyright.
2: are things.
0: Copyright. Yeah.
1: My God. So these are things that <laughs> the I legal feel
0: stuff
2: that yeah,
1: yeah that can f- sound mm-hmm. super intimidating that a lot of times aren't even that as complicated as, you know, I mean, there is complications, but for like the level of understanding that an artist has, it's, it's like not even too much except for publishing. Cause no matter how many times I study that <laughs> I'd be taking multiple workshops, just as learn and learn a little bit more every
0: time, you know, mm. cause it can get
1: really complicated, but
0: because think mm-hmm. about publishing that, that part is one of the most evolving one that mm-hmm. is always something new with that, especially with the music formats and all that stuff. Like, yo, Look at this shit. Mm-hmm. Vinyl has been back what for like 10, 15 years. They said like, in terms of pub like publishing this stuff, they said like um I think twenty eighteen or was like the highest. Yeah, I in learned history. about that in my
1: audio uh, was, in recording was program. Well. So it's funny. There's a resurgence. There's a resurgence right now. But
0: even before that, I've always been obsessed with vinyl. Yeah, my Dad had vinyl and stuff like that. So it's like, you see, it's starting to fill up. I'm starting to like have, but things like that of trends, like not a lot of people know. So that's why it's like publishing is like music publishing is, I I can, obviously I don't have the deep knowledge as you, but I can imagine it's kind of a moving target.
1: Yeah. It's just like (laughs) learning all of that stuff and like being able to break it down in a way that I can just explain it easy to people because it's like I wish that I would have known a lot of this stuff earlier on you know Mm. and I didn't learn it all at once it was like piecing things together a lot of trial and error and so now I'm just really trying to build a comprehensive system to to just get that out there and Mm. um like I said I'm doing like the consulting so basically you know like artists will just pay me for like a 45 minute session I send them a questionnaire and they fill it out and then I basically create a report and I like focus on whatever goal they want to accomplish and then I basically help craft a strategy strategy around that goal and basically give them a to-do list. Wow, and you know, and so now I've got a couple clients, and that I'm working now, like even on a more ongoing basis, and that's it's really awesome.
0: Dope. I didn't even know you also like a consultant to that level. Yeah, that's, so
1: that's fucking what I've been awesome. Doing. Yeah, and so I'm excited because you know, every like a lot of them are you know my friends, mm-hmm. my peers in the community, because um, I kind of became just like the one that they they ask, like I mm-hmm. just like, hey, what, what do I? Can I get your advice on this? I'm about to do this release. Like, what do you think about it? And uh, I mean, yeah, it makes me really happy. To, to feel that I'm seen as somebody that is knowledgeable, or that for that they would want that type of advice from, you know, mm. and and it just also it helps reinforce my learning because it's like, oh, okay, exactly. well, what is that? Okay, let's go back and let me relearn this, or let me focus on this, let me review this, and um, but that's been a really great experience too.
0: And I love the fact that you know, one of those people is like, it's like mine. No, no, you were like, no, it's like the more I put it out there open source, the more it's also going to help me. Yeah, because if I time, see
1: an opportunity that like, I feel is better stop. suited for you, I will send <laughs> it your like, way.
0: I, I'm one of the, uh, another artist, I don't know if you're familiar with him, um, Jacob Collier. I don't think Jacob so. Jacob Collier. Like he's, t- I think 24, 25 year old mm-hmm. British, young British dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's half, he's, he's half Chinese, half white. This guy's production knowledge He's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. He's multi-instrumental. Quincy Jones, like, worships this guy, this wow. kid. at Like, that, that's that level. He's like, even though times, like, he'll put on Instagram, he'll talk with, like, famous artists, and he'll, in terms of music theory and oh, production, I'm him. telling you, oh, he's, you he's so open source. You're gonna be like, but in terms of music theory, not music biz, but in terms of production, you're gonna be like, Hold on a second. Did he just release all the, all pretty much all the tracks in terms of like how he did this, how he did that? Because he said, like, look, man, he's like, I just love, he leaves and breathes music. Mm -hmm. And I love, and when we're talking about artists on the rise and stuff like that, I love people like that, that they're not braggadocious, but they're so open about their creation process that it just inspires more people. Inspires a lot of people but at the same time. Inspires himself as well, mm. and he's a great artist too. Look oh, at his albums; awesome. yeah, like, it's, it's amazing. Out. Um, and he has done some like crazy collaborations. So, in that case, in terms of also you being the accidental uh, accidental educator, um, if there there's someone listening right now, in terms of like whatever medium, in terms of what they want to start from zero, <laughs> from from whatever the past project that they they need to put out. What do you feel that well what's the first thing we're gonna tell that person? before I mean, starting.
1: Just, like, work on the craft first, you know? Work on your craft mm-hmm. as much as you can. Make as many songs as you can. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that when you are starting out, like, there are... I used to always want to hold on to something and be like, oh, no, uh, I want to make it perfect and all this. And then what happened? Like, a hard drive crashed or a phone got stolen or just, like, I lost... On to
0: the next one.
1: Yeah. I lost, like, a <laughs> bunch of stuff. And then, But it was like, damn, if yeah. I would have just put that out, it really didn't mm. matter that much. And then it would have just been out... And preserved and I could look back at my progress versus trying to like perfect everything so it is like that fine balance of like you know being liberal with putting out your music but then also being intentional about it and you know Mm. most music is not going to be heard you know it's you have to do that leg work to actually get those streams and develop a strategy. Mm. So that's like kind of the balance, right. Between getting it out and then also getting people to listen to it. But I think when you're starting off, it doesn't really matter that much. It's more so like you want to get better at the craft and then you can Got learn it. that stuff later on. Like the consistency is really what will put you
0: through, mm. you know? No, that that's, that's freaking awesome. And, um, and that is, it was, of course, putting me through. One of the things that quarantine has been helping with me, I lost my job oh. like in April 15th. Damn, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, it's I think uh, I remember same you,
1: like mentioning that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the
0: same as like millions of people. It did take a toll on me. I still have a roof over my head. I'm, I'm scrapping by. And all of a sudden, I went back to my guitar. And mm. all of a sudden, it's like I've written three songs. It's not perfect, it's still on paper. You know, it's not going to be there. But it was kind of like, and I started just experimenting, putting few of my practices on Instagram is nice. not there. So it's just uh-huh. more of just yeah. like, okay, I'm going to keep on doing this journey, you know, of just like, okay, seeing where, where I can improve on my guitar. And one of the things like, I'm so thankful of like a few of my friends, like um, one of my very good friend is a guitar teacher, Michael Weiner. I used to take his, mm. his, his class um last year but doing financial stuff he was like yo it's fine man he's like yo i can just have like an hour session to just give you some tips or whatever on his own clock and you know like that's how you see all this messy paper and stuff like that 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 just that just like you know get focused on and the the consistency and he smiled at me i was like wait how do you do that he's like adora even where i am it does not end I'm just going to let you know. And he's like, end. it will never end. And he's like, I'll let you know. He's like, that's why I'm telling you this basic stuff of like, I wish I knew when I started. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm uh, to roll back to you is like, it's, it's awesome. You put in this stuff out there and your journey out there so that people you're bringing into this world can like, yo, okay, she told me that, okay, I'm going to stick to that path of learning that Mm. (laughs) so that I don't learn that mistake. Yes, I will stumble, but I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna stumble as hard. Right. You know, because I listen to this person. You feel what I'm saying? So it's really got me into a little bit more of my creative side. I love cooking. I actually go into baking and stuff like that. Like I'm really so I'm now I'm thinking back and talking was like I'm really thankful of the creative process. And at the same time, you know, especially through your journey of just like pulling through your creative process and some other things as well. So, and it's it's just been amazing. Like, I just hope, like, for a lot of people in our community that the quarantine, apart of the, from the crazy thing that's happening this, <laughs> this year right now, at least we have some positive aspect of in creating some improving some of our creativity but not just creativity but also learning something Mm -hmm. new you know yeah and uh, absolutely so it's 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 a really it's a really big deal and um the song i feel personally from the (laughs) my most favorite song from the the new edition like uh the you give me something Oh, I that know. song That's, like the oh, production that from that album and that song is just like i love that album production sequence it was just like boom 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 i was like whoa and then when i listened to you give me something i think this was like this, you give me some uh new edition was released last year right
1: oh yeah new standard new Mm -hmm. standard i
0: say new edition i'm sorry (laughs) Uh, it wasn't something new that's a group yeah i I know i was like new edition the new standard yeah new standard no you all taste of love is the first one yeah New standards. I, just, I have
1: one, it's not on Spotify, but my yeah. first one was actually called Beautiful and Disgusting.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, so oh, that was my me. first EP, uh, and okay. then
1: Taste of Love was second, and this one's third. But it's third. I basically because actually, Love When You Feed Me was on my first project, and then oh. I felt that it never really got the, like the love that it really deserved, and you just re- so resuscitated. That's why it. I, I like took everything <laughs> down and I revamped it because yeah. I was doing, um, I was hosting. A show, a comedy show at a strip club Dang. in the city. Dang. And like basically this, uh, I was sitting and it was kind of dark. And this dude came up next to me and mm-hmm. like put his hand on my thigh. <laughs> like he knew me and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I freaked out. <laughs> I don't and, stuff. Know you. and then he looked at me and he was freaked out. He was like, oh. Oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Whatever. Yet he thought I was his girlfriend because we were both wearing like all black that night. Are you and we had like brunette hair and shit. <laughs> and like she was sitting in the seat earlier. Yo, so he just came back so and he, thought that like... it was her. So it wasn't like he was even trying to be a creep, right? Yeah,
0: it's accidental. And
1: then he saw me, um, and I, I like, I won something that night. It was a freestyle competition, I think. And I won. And then so he saw me. Um, he, he saw me like actually perform and then he came back after uh, to me uh, afterwards with his girlfriend and was like yeah, yeah like sorry exactly. this is what happened yeah, and exactly. he was like you know I'm actually an engineer at Hyde Street Studios wow. and you, see, you,
0: see. you know and so we
1: basically connected <laughs> to like revamp the song and I recorded it that's all in, at Hyde, uh, Hyde Street and yeah that's how we basically came up with the deluxe version mm. so I decided you know cause when I first dropped it like I said I didn't really have a lot of the knowledge that I had when I revamped it so then the, the time that around like I did a proper and i i got it up to 150 thousand streams you know as opposed to like what a couple hundred yeah. you know um and so like my goal this time is to double that with mm-hmm. half time no
0: but, but no double that, that's, that's so freaking good oh wow i love that story like yeah I, I, that's why i love talking with so artists. i was like oh so that's how i emerged
1: yeah so I, that's why i took that project down that but i have to re-upload like, it and i just haven't but so it's like super underground now hey, there. there you go yeah
0: there you go, there you go. like Kayla Love exclusive. Now you know. (laughs) For real. Check it out. On on this podcast exclusive. Excuse me. So you give me something was so freaking good. I think around that time I listened to it was when... That was uh, actually when I actually started going to therapy.
1: Mm, Wow.
0: So I have something to thank you for that because that's also also a very good song of to me that kind of like okay wow i gotta give something to myself to mm. keep on still keep on going that so that's thank amazing. you so I, that's why i'm just giving you a reminder of like never underestimate your presence Damn. so uh so it's been it's it's been it's it's awesome it's been good i haven't gone on therapy since uh since beginning of quarantine. Mm. But at the same time, is also very good of how um, I manage my mind, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, when my mind is in kick, like, a little bit of chaos and people are like, how's it going? I was like, waves. Because right. I know it's going to recede and come back and whatever. And you have to, it's not about distracting yourself, but also about like what, what purpose can you give yourself as you wake up next morning and next and next and next. So that song was so like, and thank you again, that song was so good to me. I like, had oh. that shit on repeat a lot.
1: For real? I was oh, wondering yeah. where all them streams was coming from.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like maybe Adura is like <laughs> anonymous. So it's, it's like, is that, I, I think I, yeah, you repeated a couple of times. I, I do remember that. Um, so no, that's that, and I really thank you for that, and the fact that you are willing to to share yourself out there because that's one of the things about social media a lot of people on this means like it's also an it's very intimate thing. Mm-hmm. I mean you don't see all all the details of someone's life unless there' are a lot of people you know there that love to overshare, but at the same time, I love the fact that you also took a, yourself a mental health break. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you're very you are very very open about your wellness, which is something a lot of people need to to learn about as mm-hmm. well. And in talking about mental health, like actually you know what, how are you doing mentally today?
1: Honestly, I'm doing pretty good. good. I've actually been the last couple of months like doing better mentally and um just more focused and more mm-hmm. productive because I feel like that is really important for me to maintain my mental health. Like, Dude. I get depressed when I'm inside for too long, like, not around mm. enough sunlight. And vitamin when, D, vitamin yes, D, please. Yes, for real. It's a real no, thing. No, also
0: supplements as well, mm. by the way. Supplement yeah. it as well. Check yourself, yeah.
1: I need to. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like, yeah, I've been doing a lot better and... um just more balanced. And I, for mm. me being productive, and I feel like that's why it was a hard transition with the quarantine because I'm such a like keeping it moving type of person. Yeah, you're
0: like, this is my schedule. You know, I like to this perform. My set dates, you know? This is <laughs> my performance dates. But all of a sudden it's like.
1: Right. Yeah. And so it was making me just kind of like, yeah, depressed because I felt like, well, what am I going to do? Or I felt like I couldn't have the same level of productivity, but it was more so that I just needed to shift what being productive looked like mm. and and realize that, you know, that's a blessing. In this no, disguise. no, mm-hmm. thank
0: you so much, and thank you. Like um, you're here and well rested, you mm-hmm. know. And and uh, actually, you know what? Walk me through a basic writing process that mm-hmm. that happened. Every artist has their own weird writing process. Is this as soon as you wake up? Do you start from lyric or do you start from a beat in your head?
1: Uh, I usually <laughs> always start from the beat. Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's production is so important because yeah. it's just like how it's speaking to you it's speaking to me mm-hmm. and it's an interpretation. It's a puzzle piece. So like that's why I feel like it's so hard to find a producer because when I want to sit down and write, I might listen to like a hundred beats and I'm talking about when I say listen, I listen like the way that, you know, music supervisors listen yeah. like It's the first three, four seconds and you can kind of tell and then you'd be like, well, does it develop and what, you know, what yes. happens with it and stuff like that. Yeah. So I will go through like literally like a hundred beats sometimes before I find something that I even feel like inspired to write to or that gives me enough of a concept to go off of and you know uh, like this song Halftime I wrote it because I had like an opportunity I can't really say like what it's for you know what I mean at the Mm -hmm. moment until everything's official but it was for something very specific so it was like okay it was a whole different writing process than I've ever done because I will like sit down and find like three or four beats and I'll start writing to them and it'll be like day one i am write like maybe a verse on each one, a verse and a hook. And then the next day I'll write like another verse or I'll finish the (laughs) verse and I'll finish the hook and then day three. So I'm kind of like chopping away, making progress at like five songs but I have nothing to show that's finished, you know? Oh my God. Whereas on Halftime, that was like from the production. I was there in the studio every step of the way. It was like the only time that I've ever created a song other than Give Me Everything, which I heard the beat Mm -hmm. in the morning and I actually missed class that day because I was so inspired by that song that I Mm -hmm. wrote, recorded and everything and sent it off by my engineer in one day. Wow. That was the fastest song I ever wrote. But Halftime was like the only time that I didn't have any other tracks to distract me where I'm writing to this author so it was just like one focus yeah Yeah. so that was a whole different writing process Mm. and i'm really trying to get into sync licensing so that's you know where you have your your song in a movie or commercial or Mm. whatnot right and that is a different type of writing also because you know you're thinking about it at four like there's an end destination Mm.
0: for
2: it
1: you know and you're kind of keeping that in the back of your mind as you're writing
0: Mm. no no thanks for thanks for sharing that and in terms of um those type of writing process and we also mentioned that uh, like i as i mentioned to that today that, that guy in the lake i was like yo man from my point of view you got no complaints it's you can put it out there from mm-hmm. your bedroom you can put it out there it's like you can and do again a lot from your bedroom you, you yeah. can do a lot you from can. your bedroom and and i feel that To be someone like Metro Booming sometimes just luck and just and someone just finding you, but at the same time, it's just also yourself, and. yeah luck is like like, yo
1: yo because this is the thing that's so difficult (laughs) about music is like okay if you want to be like a lawyer Mm -hmm. a doctor it's like okay you go to this school you have to pass the MCAT yeah or like the LSAT or whatever the test is you do this this you have your residency or you have your internship or whatever there's like a very linear path where you know like I mean obviously you have to get into the school and there's challenges but it's like you kind of know if I do this this and this like I will be a lawyer or I will be a doctor out I will be whatever like you know like there's a path but being a music artist there is no linear path like mm. you could do all of the right things and still just be missing the luck factor mm. you know like it's it's really it's difficult because there's not really any one right way to do it um so there <laughs> is like a lot of luck that's involved for that and it's basically like when you sit down to take a test, right? It's like, there's no guarantee that you're going to ace it, but you study to increase the chances of it. Mm. And so I feel like with music, it's like, you know, the luck is not guaranteed, but you you grind at it and you keep putting yourself out there to increase the chances of your luck.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of increasing those chances and the, the amount of social media of how we're we're very connected right now, especially with technology, and promoting yourself in different ways what about in terms of location because i know you you went down to la Mm -hmm. do you still think in terms of if you were to also talk to this new to a new person in terms of advice of terms like of like um you know where to go to make yourself known do you think the is it still uh is this still think? Is this still a saying that okay, you got to go to LA to see to make yourself visible, or just base yourself from where you are and just create?
1: Yeah, base yourself from where you are yeah. and create because you want to like tap into the local scene exactly. first. Like, like you and not. Some people have, are
0: impatient. I'm saying this because yeah. they, I've met some impatient people. I'm like, bro, oh, like I got to like, get to LA. I got. got mm-hmm. I was like, but why? I'm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's is the entertainment industry, but I just feel that we're so connected. It's like, yo, can you just build your local base first <laughs> before? I well, because
1: the thing is, I guess is, like but going I'm not to a there, show, obviously. you will just tap in with fans that, yeah. like, like you saw you our interaction like yeah. why we are friends on social media yeah. is because you physically saw me yeah you may have never seen me on social media mm-hmm. you know or you would have maybe come across me briefly not really known yeah. scrolled past you know but it was really like the physical connection and I feel like for me like performing is my strong point like even mm-hmm. with the song like love when you feed me like even if you don't necessarily like maybe like it when you hear it streaming like when I perform that song, Thanks it's an experience. This. Oh, that was a thing experience. You know what I mean? I wanted and to so say. Yeah. I feel like it, it's like capturing people in, uh, and social media plays its part, but then I meet some people that don't ha- have social media at my of shows. Course. Like make fans that you would never be able to tap into. So Mm. I think that is still important. And I mean, right now, social media is playing a bigger role just because there isn't the option to physically go out and perform, which is really interesting. So it's like, even when I'm out in L.A., I'm not necessarily doing the things that would get me ahead in my career and being out Mm. and being able to to see because those options aren't available. Mm.
2: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So
1: it's like... It, it's just yeah it's different it's like this time it was like wow i have to build my online
0: presence for real no and it's so it's so crazy i probably you've noticed uh twitch got new deals with producer artists i mm-hmm. mean look, look at timbaland's uh twitch mm. like he's on twitch, <laughs> he's like, twitch like is yo I, twitch is killing it on that logic has a new deal with, with twitch obviously he's already released his album but just just to share his creative ideas with fans um Uh, Tobe Nigwe, like a very great MC from Houston that you need to listen to did like an awesome Instagram live of his concert like freaking Hiatus Coyote like Instagram like like people are now like reimagined of just like connecting with fans digitally yeah and it sucks like that performance aspect in venues is taken away and it's kind of like nah we're gonna make use of the the digital experience and going back to that performance and listening to you on Spotify or whatever I love the fact that you you determine the, the the you capture the difference between listening song live versus listening to the record mm. I tell people there's some artists you listen to them on the record it doesn't hit you as much as listening in live mm-hmm. some artists you listen to live but their production and the record is like Whoa! where did this come Yo, from recording artist <laughs> like performing artists. Of, uh, artists. Mm-hmm. and people I tell people was like it's different but the rare artists are when those two worlds emerge and they're so fucking good mm-hmm. they're different experience but they're also really good
2: right
0: what has been um in terms of those two worlds do you still feel that you need to work on one more than the other well there times like you are like god damn it is like i know the new standard just put in here but man what is missing from this song you know Mm -hmm. is even when you put it out you'll be like damn it was different when i performed or something like that where where, are those those sense of insecurity like do they exist at times of like once you perform up there versus listening to it in here
1: I mean, like, the thing is, you can sit down and, like, critique a song. Yeah. You can mix something forever. You know what I'm saying? You can nitpick. Like, there's, like, really, an, an, like, no limit to yeah. how detailed that you can get. And sometimes you kind of just have to decide, like, the what's good The let go enough. process
0: is hard. Yeah, like, you have yeah. to decide
1: what's good enough because, and it's so much pressure with a recording because it's like, this is my one chance to capture this. Like, this is how it's going to be heard. This is how it's going to be remembered, how it's going to be replayed the one way where it's like when you perform, you can experiment a little bit. Maybe you say a line a little bit different or replace some lyrics or, you know, you know, change things up because it's like, oh, well, I'll just do it again next time, you know. So it's just two very different aspects. Like, um, you know, there's the thing where it's, like, you're being maybe recorded and stuff, so there's, like, the pressure there, of course, it's like, not wanting to mess up, but again, it's, like, you, you, you know, increase your luck through practice and through rehearsing and through knowing your lyrics and things like that, so
0: but it's amazing that someone as introverted as you you have this outlet to for the performer I think it took you a while to really get comfortable on stage but it didn't take you a while you were just mm. like like tell tell me about that time was it just more just like something that just hit you in the head like yeah fuck it or was it just like
1: hi I'm killing love well, I, you know, <laughs> like, I, I've always been a really shy person <laughs> when, as a child I was a shy child mm. but I feel like what gave me my confidence is just, like, stepping up because nobody else would. Like, I Mm. remember there was, like, this some dance-like competition when I was in seventh grade or something. And I'm not even a dancer, and I'm hella fucking shy. But, like, nobody else from our class wanted to do it. I
0: was like, fuck it.
1: So I just did it because nobody else wanted to. Like, whatever, you know? Or just, like, I would be sometimes bullied as a kid and I Mm. wouldn't really stick up for myself like I wasn't confident enough and I was shy but then I would see them picking on the special needs kids and I don't that shit just pisses me the fuck off off. and like I never had enough confidence Uh. to speak up for myself but like I would speak up for them or like I didn't give a fuck at that point Mm. you know what I mean cause I'm like why the fuck are you picking Mm. on her you know what I mean like and that's how I really learned how to be outspoken it was always like kinda just to like feel a need or to, to provide something for somebody else and and then i like eventually kind of learned to do it for myself
0: that's good, mm-hmm, that's so. good. And, you, and, and channeling that energy because it's like because no one else is going to stand stand up with me in the stage right now
1: mm-hmm. yeah so in that yeah, and that's, that's kind of where sense. it just came yeah. out like and even things like with max like i said like i, I was mm-hmm. afraid to battle before but then it just get, got to peace. a point where i don't have anything to lose like i have to do this you know mm-hmm. and so just learning to to be confident like that um yeah and i don't know just somehow i i feel different like because i could be so nervous before a show feel like i'm about to pee my pants like just like i'm tripping you know like i'm like oh oh my god this is like so much right and it'll be like as soon as i get on the stage and get that mm. mic in my hand i feel yeah, like at all of a peace. sudden yeah i just feel at peace i feel so comfortable mm. and excited and have fun because It really is my social activity. Like, when we were kids, you know, you could just go to the park and be in the sandbox and it'd be like, hey, do you want to play with me? And be like, yeah, let's go play Mm -hmm. by the swings. And then, like, we're friends now. Like, you know, and it's like as adults, we don't really have that, like, opening where it's like, hey, do you want to be my friend? Like, get the fuck away from me, you know? (laughs) It's like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> which like, is sad though do,
1: exactly but b- doing music yeah. is like my way of like hey do you want to be my friend mm. it's like my way of interacting with the world exactly. it's the way that i see like the world and so it's my chance like to be social because i i hate going to the club i hate crowds i like, know
0: i know i had a feeling that was like even though <laughs> you, you see oh here's the thing in certain similarities between you and me mm. we look extroverted but we're not I'm kind, mm. a, I'm kind of I'm kind an ambivert. Like a lot people tell me because of like, oh how I carry myself. Mm. And I'm confident. I was like, nah, man. I'm just fooling you. Like right? you don't even know. It's like have. you don't. You don't even know in terms mm-hmm. of like the internal peace. So it's like <laughs> there's that sense of foolery. <laughs> like you, even when probably when you go up there, it's like oh yeah, I'm I'm fooling y'all, but you don't know me. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I mean? Like I just go to to I just go to my to my apartment and just go to the tub and just shut up everything. <laughs> no, for real though,
1: for real, I be feeling drained. I be feeling invigorated but drained, drained at the same time. The same and I be like, time. oh, I'm supposed to go to the club willingly. Like don't Yo. even have no like oh no I'm not doing
0: that yo, you know I gotta t- have a reason to be there I have to have a reason yo the time of my early 20s like during college man the reason to go to a club for me it's gotta be with my like with my homies mm-hmm. and like if we're out we out I have no mission here I don't give a fuck right mm-hmm. now I didn't like there was one point like when I when I turned 30 I was waiting in line in, in front of uh, uh, Era Era mm-hmm. Art Bar, yeah, and I was like I was like, my friend was like, yo, we're actually a radio bar. We're just getting them um, a few drinks, like a virtual place. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Why the fuck am I in line right now? like, <laughs> to a point in your mind. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not this person. Why did I want to be here? But anyways, me I'm here. But, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm going to go. But I love the fact that, um, going back to you, I love the fact that you also have a way of channeling and also way of channeling, um, of also projecting your, your confidence in your art because that's really, really important. How I get more confident personally is like because I, I salsa danced, like in terms of dance. Oh is yeah, a I very, seen
1: you out there.
2: I seen you. I lose But I'm that's that's a way down. of like,
0: and, and and I tell people is like art, especially for people who are like way way more introverted. Like that's that's a very good outlet, and I never underestimate underestimate art and expression. Mm. Um, but so what? <laughs> this is October. Oh my God. October, 2020,
1: twenty. I'm mm-hmm. yep, October
0: Kayla. 23rd. Um, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll wrap it up. October 23rd. This new thing is going to come out. Mm-hmm. What is next for Kayla love? Well, um, I'm hoping that this
1: is going to go, you know, be like my best single yet because I'm putting mm-hmm. a lot of behind the pre-save campaign and working on like a playlist and campaign and all this stuff. And, um, you know, hoping to get it placed and everything like that. And, um... I really want to use that momentum towards something bigger like a full length project. So that's really what I'm working on. And then I also have like these other singles like because I was doing the whole like release a week thing and then I stopped because of like COVID and like I said kind of just everything right. And so I also have those songs like I don't know maybe I'll do like a Patreon or I'll put them Mm -hmm. like in a exclusive place or something like that because I I got those ones to finish up still but there is not as much at stake you know and I don't want to put a whole lot of money into those because I don't own the beats and so you can't, uh, there's like legal limitations oh on what you can God. do with them and shit like that. <laughs> and then I don't want to pay like extra to like buy the rights yeah. and you know what I mean? It's like not worth it to me. So I'm really just trying to look forward and um, I'm working with an artist. He's an artist and a producer named Young and Flo, uh Y-O-U-N-G-I-N-F-L-O-E. And he's super talented. And I really enjoy working with him because, you know, he's an artist, so he understands that aspect. And then, you know, he's doing all the production. And so I feel like I'm really going to be working closely with him to do something full Leyenda? Mm-hmm.
0: is it also is his first name Leyenda no. I'm confusing sorry I'm, mm-hmm. my, my apologies Yeah. oh no no it's mm-hmm. all
1: good but yeah and he's got working out at the studio in Richmond mm-hmm. and I've been going there and uh, that's been really dope you know it's been like a whole different like I said experience because a lot of times I'll go on and I'll just like listen to the beats online and see what I like versus having somebody craft something for me mm-hmm. or picking from a, a smaller catalog of things that I of beats to write to <sighs>
0: so much work <laughs> it is <laughs> no and no like seriously um it's been a privilege I think it's with, this is the longest time we've talked ever
1: yeah like, it's wow between our
0: interactions that's you think crazy about it. yeah and um because uh, and thank you for taking your time because I know you're fucking busy <laughs> yeah, like, you're busy I've been
1: like, up since like 5.30 this you morning you'll be in the scene <laughs> fight yeah like I just I like yeah. to work like really early in the Please morning because those you are my slept best hours after your
0: flight you yeah slept well? I, I
1: slept a little bit a I, little slept, talk, I, no, I slept I know I slept like on. a solid six hours you know okay okay, okay, okay no okay. I slept like a solid six hours but I just be so excited to wake up sometimes because I'm in like, the day bird. early, is birds, just, early birds early
0: birds it's just
1: I don't yeah. know those like there's nothing like the the first like two hours of the day i swear sometimes i'll do the most in those two hours then i do the rest of the day it's amazing
0: and in that note i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like oh nice this hell up, yeah because i'd be bougie and shit and that's spiritual. what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> and um so to conclude um and thanks again for sharing your beginnings and the process and Especially where your mindset and um yeah, it did actually was an extra kill of what is. I don't believe in resolutions personally. I just believe in goals. Mm. A lot of people are always like <laughs> looking forward for this year to end. I was like, I was like, you know, it's a continuum, right? It just still goes, you know, right? It's just like a, a calendar. I'm
1: like, nah, oh, we, we need yeah, all these last three yeah, months to prepare. Like, you know, I still got repair. stuff it's to like, do to go repair. into 2020. Yeah,
0: in terms of that, like. What have you, um, as this year is coming to an end, in a way, I know you told me a little bit about your process of just, like, what happened, what you planned ahead. What have you learned, like, right now, currently, Mm. like, so far since January? What have you learned right now of yourself?
1: (sighs) Of myself? Well, hmm, I feel like I've just, I've learned... I think to be more patient.
0: Mm.
1: I've learned to just um I've I've gotten better at channeling my emotions mm. and learning how I guess in a way to compartmentalize them and stay focused. Cause sometimes it'd be like I have a bad day and then everything's cancelled where it's like, oh like I'ma hold off and like feel that later and just stay focused on these things. And I feel that I've really learned to to I think think positive where it's like and recognize like hold on you having some negative thoughts right now like let's stop that shit like let's replace that thought with a positive one Mm. and so I think I've really learned to check myself in the moment when things are happening and catch those things early for For real though that's that's a real lesson Mm -hmm. uh and I feel that I've learned to uh like how to be productive Because I think Mm. I was a lot more scattered before like I'm getting things done. I'm always getting things done. But I think I've learned how to fall more into my process and like acknowledging the things that I already do and then learning how to maximize from that and mm. like like get the most out of what i'm already doing cuz sometimes we feel so overwhelmed like i got to do all this i got to all do, do do all that well look at what you're already doing is there anything that you can extract from that mm. you know or maybe like you feel like you got to come up with all this content but maybe there's something you're already doing and you just need to capture that instead mm. of feeling like you have to go out and a then create yeah. Yes, yeah like a new piece
0: of content or sometimes something sometimes like less that. is more i tell people less yeah, is more. yeah. so
1: that's what i've been mm. learning on is like really developing my process
0: And on that note, um, her IG is at Kayla Love Music. And the I be throwing them off because it's K A I L A L O V E (laughs) music. Like, no, why? Kayla Love Music. What I never thought of why usually uh, okay I never thought oh of why. then
1: damn, I really branded my name then huh
2: yeah I never
0: <laughs> thought of but hey but you 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 polite of spelling out your name because even as simple as my name looks I still spell out my name my name is Adora A D U R A just let him know yeah just let you mm-hmm. know so uh, please please follow her and you heard about her consulting saw so this side hustle as well because ah, yes. she's a hustler too please if you have any questions for her music if you want to book her hey it's po- it's and it's possible please 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 like uh, listen to her and listen to her her LPS her singles and her freaking consistency of just putting shit out um, I just love it. Uh, thank you Adora for having me
1: this has been hella fun no problem
0: <laughs> uh good morning good evening but blah, uh, good morning